Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, everybody? You are tuned in to the Top of Thunder podcast, special edition, Thunder Chats. Ho! Hey, man, when I say special, it is a special edition. How y'all doing this morning? It is a great Thursday morning right now. I'm on my way to work, as you guys know. Uh, you know, you might hear a turn signal. It's not raining. The wind's not blowing. So, you know, you won't hear the windshield wipers in the background. But I am jacked up off of that thunder win over the Lakers last night. Won 123 to 115. We're just going to jump right into it, man. You know, I mean, we started, you know, at the beginning of the game, you know, Russ came in. He got the huge ovation when they said his name. He did his customary um, pregame ritual where he ran to the corner, screamed and clapped, or screamed flex and clap, I should say. And, you know, the Thunder fans are going crazy like they should have, like we know they would. And honestly – Dude was dominating the entire first half. Not so much scoring. Like, he did hit some shots, but he was just picking us apart. At one point in the second quarter, he had nine assists. Not sure how many assists he had at halftime, but he was having his way, as was the entire Laker team. Um, They were hitting – like, their whole team was hitting threes. Austin Reeves was hitting threes. Avery Bradley, Rondo, Russ, Malik Monk, Davis. Like, it didn't matter. If he was wearing a Lakers jersey, you probably hit a three in the first half. And not only threes, you had dunks on dunks on dunks. Russ Lobs to DeAndre Jordan to Davis to Dwight Howard. Um, Malik Monk had a monster dunk over Giddy and Dort. So, like, it, it, it was crazy out there. Um, Brandon Rabar, you know, shout out, friend of the show. Daily Thunder's day, uh, Brandon Rabar had a great tweet. Um, he said Rondo hitting deep threes, Dwight Howard hitting free throws. I uh, forgot what the other one was, but, you know, the, <laughs> there was three things, and he was like, L.A. should just drive on over to Riverwind, Riverwind Casino after tonight because that's how lucky they were. At one point in the first half, they led by 26 points. The so Thunder offense just couldn't get anything going, except Darius Baisley. <laughs> Darius Baisley, to his credit, he shot like four or five threes, I think, in the first quarter, but he made two of them. And that will be a trend going into the game. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, Darius Baisley had himself a really nice game tonight. 20 points, 8 of 14 shooting, 4 of 8 from deep, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals, and 1 block. And when I say 1 block, it counted for 2 in my eyes because it was on Anthony Davis. 
and it was just absolutely monstrous. But man, Darius basically was really good. You know, I posted the stats after the game, and I said, is this an outlier? Is this a turning point? And I don't really think I'm ready to say it's either one. You know, if you look at basically stats this year, sorry, I just drove past an old Beamer there. If you look at basically stats this year, he's averaging career high from from two point percent. He looks better out there on defense. He isn't making a lot of bad decisions with the basketball. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's not making a lot. He's not making as many as normal um, with the basketball. He's finishing aggressively at the rim. You know that was something I said in the off season. You know we saw these off season hype videos, and anytime basically got to the rim, he was doing so with like relentless athleticism. And we're seeing that a lot this year. The only thing that really was kind of off for Baisley was the shooting. You know, as I said early on, I think after the first two or three games, they were shooting like 15% from three. Obviously, the Warriors game and now the Lakers game is up to percentage. I, I did the math last night. I think he's at 34% from three. But, you know, we're not talking about Sherry. We're not talking about Baisley. Um, but Baisley was at 12% from three going into tonight. Um, my buddy was actually watching the Lakers game with me. He's a Lakers fan. And, you know, Shea hit a step back three. You know, we'll talk about Shea here in a little bit. And I was like, ooh. And he was like, yeah, what's, what's this ooh? What's this hip? Like, why, why are you being a hypocrite? Like, why are you ooing for Shea and not for Baisley? I'm like, I trust Shea to hit those shots. Shea shot 40.4%, I believe, from three last year. He just came off a four or five shooting from three last game. I know he's got that in his bag. Baisley hasn't shown the ability to be a consistent shooter since the half season he played his rookie year. So I have two years, or you know, I have about a year and a half of data on both players um, that, you know, tell a story about their shooting. So that's why I'm not excited about Baisley shooting the ball. Well, let me tell you what, towards the end of the game, anytime Baisley was shooting the ball, I was like, okay, Baisley, take that crap. And, you know, even in the offseason, that's something I said. Like, I don't care if Baisley takes open threes. I want him to take open threes. The thing that bothers me is when he takes them off the dribble, contested, and, he, you know, he forces these off-balance threes. And I, I, I still stand by that. Even though he made a couple that was off the dribble, I, I don't want him taking off the dribble threes until, you know, he can prove that he can consistently make those. But, you know, like I said – if this is a turning point, you know, Baisley could really craft his way into a nice role with this team going forward. Because I don't think anybody's tricking themselves and thinking that Baisley is like, you know, this A1 piece of the rebuild. Um, there's a lot of guys that are already out on him in terms of Thunder fans. Um, but the Thunder did recently, you know, uh, extend him. So he is in their future plans as of right now. And hopefully that play can continue. Um, also on defense, you know, I'm, I'm not worried too much about what he did tonight because, I mean, Anthony Davis is going to Anthony Davis. He had 30 points, 8 rebounds on 12-22 shooting. But he does that against 90% of the league, so I'm not even fronting on that. But, yeah, Baisley, Baisley was great tonight. Um, but I would not say he was the player of the game. You know, as I mentioned, we was down 26 at some point in the first half. We made a nice little run going into halftime to cut it to 18 or 16. I can't remember off the top of my head. 
And then we came out in the second half, just guns blazing. And it wasn't Shea. Shea wasn't the one that, you know, started making shots at the beginning of the third quarter. But he was creating. Dort was making layups. Baisley hit a three. Giddy was making layups. Favors. Like, we had other guys out there doing the scoring. But then, the legend of Shea Gilgis-Alexander just grew. I, I believe I saw he scored 18 points in the third quarter. I could be wrong about that. I should probably fact check it, but it sounds cool when I say it. So, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. 18 points in the third quarter, man. Like he was getting to his layup. Step back three over Mello, over Bazemore, over Russ twice. And the second one, you know, my buddy, he's a basketball purist. He, he thought it was a travel. Upon many replays, I think that was a clean shot. You know, Shea did the step back, step back thing that Harden does. But while if you look at it from the front, it looks like he took a step forward with his left foot. If you look at it from the side, both feet are planted when he goes up for that shot. But anyways, let, let me explain it. So, Shea gets the ball. He's dribbling up court. There's like 10 seconds left. I think we're down two. Yeah, I think we're down two at that point. Um, you know, we've closed out on this lead. Momentum's in, in the building. Like, the, I almost said the peak. The Shaycom Center is standing up. Shea's already hit four threes in this quarter. Um, not four threes. He, he hit, I think, he hit three threes in this quarter. You know, he's dribbling, sizing Russ up. Russ is guarding him very aggressively, might I add. And we'll get to that here in a second as well. Sizes him up, makes a move. Russ is all on it on the step back, step back. He pump fakes, puts Russ in the air, moves to the side, not with his feet, but with his arms, pulls up, banks the three-pointer from way back there. I'm talking like probably like 30. It was probably like a 30, 32-foot shot. And he banks the three-pointer as the buzzer goes off, and the crowd just erupts. His teammates are hype. Shea is hype. There was a one point he did the Michael Jordan shrug in the third quarter, which is absolutely just a legendary moment in the young Shea's career. And, yeah, I mean, from there, we had captured momentum. You know, Lakers made a little run here. Um, they, they got the lead back a couple times. But we always were right there at the end of the game. And, you know, it's credit to Shea. You know, he cooled off in, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, after what he did to the Warriors the night before and what he did in the third, all the energy he had to expend in the third, I completely understand, you know, him cooling off. You know, <laughs> your legs can only take you so far. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was a team effort at the end of the game. Um, you know, I mentioned we was going to talk about this. Uh, there was moments in the third quarter that, Shea and Russ were really I don't want to say getting into it because Shea wasn't really giving it back to Russ but uh, Shea you know blew by Russ on a drive and Russ was trying to make a play at the ball he absolutely was trying to make a play at the ball um, but his hand flew back when he did that and kind of raked Shea on the top of his head and his eyeball and you know obviously they called a technical foul because you know that's a hit to the head, and I tweeted, I'm very conflicted. I don't know how to feel right now because, you know, that's our – that's the king of the prairie. That's our franchise goat as of right now, Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, taking taking a shot at our franchise cornerstone right now, Shea Gilch-Alexander. And, 
know, Shea was fine. That's that's all that mattered. And you know, Brody got the tech, and Shea knocked down the free throw. So, at the end of the day, it's all bygones be bygones. You know, wrestle his motions, get the best of him, as he did later on in the game as well. You know, I mentioned that one three at the end of the third that Shea hit, but before that, um, it, it was a little bit more of the same. You could, you could really tell that Russ was kind of taking that matchup personally just by the way that he was trying to body him up physically. And I tweeted about this. It really felt like, you know, they've met numerous times. You know, when the Thunder was playing the Rockets, you know, that was kind of Harden's team versus Chris Paul's team at the time. So we didn't feel it as much, even though Russ, you know, he, he played really well in Oklahoma City in that time. Uh, the Wizards, again, Shea, it was Shea's team last year, but it was Brad Beal's team on the Wizards. So, you know, we didn't really feel it. And tonight, it 100% is LeBron's team. But LeBron James was out. So, for all intents and purposes, it was Russell Westbrook's team. And, obviously, Shea goes to Alexander's team. And it really felt like, for the first time in all their meetings, this was a real kind of changing of guard passing the torch moment from Russ to Shea you know obviously you know that there was there was no handshaking after the game because well to bury the lead Russ got tossed after the game um or or before the game was over but just by the style of play the respect that he was showing Shea in terms of how he was defending him trying to make it as difficult as possible acknowledging that you know you're kind of that dude um, it really felt like a changing of guard and a passing of the torch, you know, from one Oklahoma City legend to another. So uh, that was really fun to see, even though it had us conflicted at some points in the third quarter about, you know, who to, who to be happy for. Um, one last thing I'll say, you know, I'm almost to work. Sorry, I, I went on a little bit of a rant with Darius Baisley and Shea as well. They both just played really well. Um, as I said, Russ did get tossed at the end of this game. You know, Baisley got a steal. Um, after the Lakers had multiple chances to tie the game. Um, I think it was Shea that got fouled on a rebound. He made both free throws. Put the game out of reach, basically. And then on the inbounds, uh, Baisley stole a long pass. And instead of holding the ball, waiting to get fouled, or just letting the clock run out, he carried his momentum all the way to the rim and exploded for an athletic dunk. Which he was very excited for. The peak was, God, I gotta stop calling it the peak. Uh, I can't call it a Shacom Center because it was a Baisley play, but you know, the Paycom Center, the compound, if you will, it was going crazy as well. But Russ took exception to it. You know, that's one of those unwritten rules in basketball. Um, you know, you don't take a shot at the end of the game, whether it be a dunk or, you know, a three or anything. Like, you know, that's just, that's just one of those unwritten rules in basketball. Like, you know, just let the game be over because the game was over. But at the same time, and I tweeted this, and I've seen other people say similar things. Um, one thing that a lot of people have said was, you know, when Russ was in that position when he was younger, he absolutely would have done the same thing. And what I said was Russ wasn't really keeping that. Like, I, I understand why Russ got mad about it. Um but he wasn't keeping that energy when PG did it in game four, I think, against the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs when Paul George did the uh, reverse dunk in the closing seconds. Um, I, I seem to remember he was quite hyped about that. And as we know, you know, Dame really took that personally. 
um, going into the next game. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, so Russ kind of got in base with his face and was saying, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And, you know, he got his second technical, which tossed him out of the game with like 1.3 seconds left. You know, it was really pointless. And it, it was it was honestly a sad showing, um, you know, from the king of the prairie, you know, returning to Oklahoma City. Um, but I'm not going to focus on the negative. I want to focus on the positive. Um, Lou Dort, Shea Gillis Alexander, right there, getting in between Russ and Baisley to try to de-escalate things before things boiled over. You know, we know, we know Russ, we love Russ, but he is a bit of a hothead. Um, so I'm glad that they was able to, you know, get in there and de-escalate. Um, and, you know, I tweeted about it. It just shows camaraderie and it just shows brotherhood between those three. So real quick, as I'm pulling into work, Josh Giddy was great. 18 points, 10 assists, 7 of 13 shooting, 2 of 5 from deep. It's 40%. Uh, I'm going to have to look at his three-point shooting, but it's been great to start the season. Lou Dort had 17 and six rebounds, five of 12 shooting, one of three from deep. He's got to clean that up, but he was very aggressive in the second half. Derek Favors, 15 and six off seven of eight shooting. Um, I can confirm Derek Favors is a better basketball player when he doesn't trick his teammates' assists. Um, and then, yeah, that's all the starters and the – the only bench player really worthy of mentioning was Isaiah Roby at 13 points on four or five shooting, one of one from deep, 60 minutes of action. Um, Ty Jerome played 14 minutes. Kay Rich played 19 minutes. They had three and five, respectively. Uh, Moose was out in this game. Jeremiah Robinson Earl went from starting to playing six minutes and not taking a shot. Poku's going to Poku. Missed two threes in seven minutes. Gabriel Deck came in for a cup of water, three minutes, two points. Trey Mann came in for five minutes. I thought he played pretty good. He had three points on one or two shooting. Um, he made a free throw. Misses only three-point attempt. Taylor Maldon had seven minutes of action. Misses only shot. And, yeah, that's pretty much the game. Um, I do want to say Russell Westbrook had 20 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, 8 of 20 shooting. And, yeah, that is the game. Now, I don't. Uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say because I'm literally at work and I'm late. Um, I, I don't want my excitement for this win to be misplaced. And, you know, I think this team is going to make the play in or anything like that. Um, as I've said many times, the plan hasn't changed. Our goal is sustained success, but it is okay to be excited when your young guys can overcome one of the best teams in the league, even though they didn't have LeBron. Now, these past three games against the Lakers, Warriors, and Sixers have been really encouraging to see. And, you know, if these are the type of games we're seeing in the tank, it's going to be a lot more fun than we would have expected. So, guys, that'll do it for today. Hope you all have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to Thunder Chats. Ho! Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.